from the beginning. What is this? A center for ants! That guy in little oh. We're going freaky! Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hello, people of the internet. Skylar Irvine here. I am your host, and I am joined today by... TJ and Brandon, and we're finally doing A24 Brackets! Woo! Finally happening. Finally. It's that's, been long enough. That's pretty nice. It was like a combo golf clap slash <laughs> woo girl yeah. cheer. I didn't want to clip the audio for Hoff, so... I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing it. We're doing the A24 Bracket. We've been talking about it. We uh, took a little bit of leave of absence because we got yes. busy, but yep. we're excited to be back doing it. Today, we are hitting it hard with Lady Bird v. It Comes at Night, mm. and then Green Room v. Spectacular Now. Both are A20, all of them are A24 <laughs> movies because we're doing the A24 <laughs> movie bracket. There we go. Yes. How it's going to work is we've got this entire bracket set up. We're going to hit four of them now, and we're going to pick one winner out of the four. Mm-hmm. Um, we set it up bracket style. If you've ever seen March Madness, you know what we're doing. So one movie is pitted up against another one. The winner moves on to the next round. We are going to do essentially the first two rounds for four movies today, and then on the next episode, move on to the next four. So we'll get the first final four. Exactly. So we're going to go all the way and get a final four movie out of today. Guys, what has it been like going back and rewatching some of these A24 movies? It's been great. Fantastic. Um, yeah. But it's also kind of, like you said, felt like homework. It's like the second we say we want to do it for yeah. this, it feels like, oh, yeah. I don't want to watch it for homework. I just <laughs> want to watch it for fun. It was, but then, so it's definitely self-inflicted. It's yeah. totally on our own because we end up all, or I guess TJ didn't, but A24 drops a new movie after we announced that we want to do this. And of yeah. course, within four days, you and I have both seen it. Oh, of course. Meanwhile, we're still trying to catch up on these <laughs> other movies we haven't watched yeah. yet. Yeah. So it feels like that at first, but as soon as you start watching, you're like, okay, yes, I, I do want to watch it. It felt less like homework for me because I haven't seen a lot of these too. Yeah. I've only seen, I've probably seen half before of this. So yeah. having to watch them, it felt like I was watching for the first time and I was just like genuinely excited to get down to it. So. Okay. So how this is going to work is I'm just going to <clears throat> name the movie, do a little bit of a background on it, and then move it to you guys to give me your impressions of the movie, which one you pick as the winner. And if you guys both uh, draw opposites, I will be the tiebreaker, okay. throwing any additional info that I feel like is warranted. Cool. Um, we still do have to get your opinion, though. Too. I'll still get my opinion, yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you who I who I am, but I'll mostly okay. be the tiebreaker on any of these things, Cool. Um, which I'm, I'm hoping for, because yeah. I like being the decision. I like having my <laughs> point matter more than others. Should it just be all you picking, and we'll just sit <laughs> yeah. here? And- You're <laughs> Mike Carnivan turned on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get right down to it. Lady Bird, um, if you aren't familiar with A24 films, you're probably at least familiar with Lady Bird. It did um, very well last year, released December 1st on 2017. It has a 99% uh, tomato meter, so on the Rotten Tomatoes, wow. 79% <laughs> audience score. That doesn't really mean 79 much. Audience? 79% audience. That's, that makes um, sense. At an estimated budget about $10 million, opening weekend, it did under 400000 It was a limited release, like Mm -hmm. most of these movies are, but it is probably the most successful limited release of 2017, grossing almost 50 million in the US alone, almost 70 million worldwide. Not too shabby for a $10 million investment for A24. Did get a couple Oscar nods too. I know. And this is, if you go back into the archives, this was one of my picks where I knew it wasn't going to win because these movies usually don't. Yeah. But. 
I want my Oscar winners to be movies that introduce something new. Yep. And some of the other movies that were nominated felt like movies I'd seen before, just yeah. just an updated version of them. Yeah. What I loved about this movie was just the pacing of it was so unique. It was an entire year's worth of this girl's uh, high school life, and it felt just like I wanted more. It was just moved so quickly and rapid, and the pacing was great. Um, but before we talk more about the details of the movie – a quick synopsis from our friends at IMDb. Thank you very much. Uh, Christine, a.k.a. Ladybird, her self-inflicted nickname, I suppose, yep. um, is a high school senior <laughs> High school senior from the wrong side of the tracks. She longs for adventure, sophistication, and opportunity, but finds none that in her Sacramento Catholic high school. Ladybird follows the title character's senior year in high school, including her first romance, her participation in second play, and most importantly, applying for college. This, I think, is going to be a common theme as we talk about A24 movies, but I think Brandon would sum this up as a coming-of-age film. What do you think? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. It's a snapshot in her yeah, this young girl's two-year life. journey. Yeah. yeah. And what's unique about it, which is sad, but we don't get a lot of them from a female perspective, from a female writer, from a female director, mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel like it's just something that like girls would appreciate. Yeah. It's a, it's just a good movie and it's yeah. like, there should be more of these, but women don't often get the chance to write and direct, um, which is another reason that made this film so great is that, uh, was it Greta Gerwin? Greta, yeah. Gerwig. Gerwig. Sorry. Gerwig yeah. <laughs> Greta Gerwig written and directed. Me, this is her up. first feature film. Sorry. I've been doing a lot of podcasts yeah. today. <laughs> They're sticking with me. Um, first feature film. And it's, it's, you never know what you're going to get. And yeah. this is so unique and yeah. so fascinating. And I think she just knocked it out of the park. For it's first a- feature. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And it's a movie that's relatable, even if it's not directly relatable to you. Yeah. Everyone can kind of relate in in some way to mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. At least to someone in the movie. Right. You know? right. Or, and like, it's it's of a specific time, but it feels like it could be any time. Yeah. yeah. You know? exactly. like, Timeless. Cell phones Timeless. don't. Like, it's in one of those movies that would have been ruined by cell phones. Yeah. It does feel like small town could have been in the middle of, like, any town. It's mm-hmm. very prominently Sacramento. They talk about it a lot. But it feels like every every city had a school like this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's the way she told it was it, – it, it, it's not directly her story, Greta's story. Mm-hmm. It's um her – it's kind of the character she wished she was. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. It's, mm. it's, it's basically her just – a better version is no is, I, I like that because she is a girl who's going through high school struggling with like the awkwardness that comes from being in high school yeah but she handles everything kind of well Just she says witty. the cool stuff at the mm-hmm. cool times yeah. it's like it's like when you had an altercation in high school and you say the dumb thing yeah. and then later like I wish I would have said this yeah this is like that version of you going <laughs> yep. through college yep. like you yeah. still do dumb stuff but you say the cool thing at the right time yeah so it's it's very relatable yeah. it is uh, something interesting that actually TJ mentioned the other day. He after he had watched it, he said he was like, "Nothing really happens, yeah, but it's still fun to watch." Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with that. Like, you don't. It's not this huge arc of a story, but yet it's still fun to watch. Well, and I think that like really summarizes like high school specifically. It yeah. It's like and the biggest deal think, ever. Everything is so important yeah. and then nothing, nothing really happens. Ever happens. And I think that's why it's so relatable because yeah. like we've all gone through that. We know yep. that feeling. Yeah. 
Like everything that's happening to you is the worst thing that could mm. possibly happen. Yep. And then you're like, oh, this literally happens to everyone yeah. and nobody cares. Exactly. Yeah. She goes through so many things. It's like everyone has gone through at least something that yeah. happened in that movie. And it's just so relatable. And they like wrote it so well. It's where yeah. you just immediately click with it. And you're like, that's exactly what happened. And I, so I struggle. I still struggle with names. Um, Ronan. How do you pronounce her first name? I don't even know. It's like Swarcy Ronan, who's the lead character, plays Lady Bird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is just phenomenal. Great. Um, yeah. Like, she takes this dialogue, and it, it's kind of like a Sorkin-esque type of, like, talk faster, talk faster. Mm-hmm. Makes the pacing, like, the, the dialogue is in line with the pacing throughout the movie, which is fun. And then her play with Laurie Metcalf, them two together, was great. Yeah. They had a great dynamic. They felt, like, I felt like... It just felt very, very real and authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know what they had to go through to, to get, get to that, that level of yeah. comfort because I imagine it was just like very emotional. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know because yeah. I mean, it really felt like mom, the annoying mom. mom. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, anything else to add before I move on to it comes at night and we pick a winner? I think we should get going. Okay. Um. It comes at night. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think one of the best things it has going from it is the title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rarely do you just come across a title and you're just like, this already like starts with like plus 10 points for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I even confused it with some other movies because the title is so good. Cause there's another one called it follows mm-hmm. and it's totally unrelated, Phenomenal. but it's a movie that I really enjoyed. Yep. And when I think of it, I always get these kind of confused cause this name is so cool. I associate it with this really yep. cool movie. Um, 88% Rotten Tomatoes score, 44% audience score. Wow. We talked about this a little bit, uh, Brandon and I, on another episode where when audience goes into a certain movie and they don't get what they expect, they yeah. dislike it. It's Even that, if it's good, it's just, that's not what I expected, yeah. so I dislike it. It's that it. horror genre that leaves you hanging. And horror. this was, so this was one of the other uh, few A24 movies that... Uh, had a wide release. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five million dollar budget made about six million opening weekend. Fourteen million uh, USA wide in its run. Um, also directed and written by the same guy, Trey Edward Schultz. The storyline is a secure or secure within a desolate home as an unnatural threat terrorizes the world. The tenuous domestic order has established with his wife and son is put to the ultimate test with the arrival of a desperate young family seeking refuge. Despite the best intentions of both families, paranoia and mistrust boil over as the horrors outside creep ever closer, awakening something hidden and monstrous within him as he learns that the protection of his family comes at a cost of his soul. That storyline was written by A24 producers themselves. Right on. So it almost sounds a little bit Very more confusing. Very intriguing. Yeah. Do you guys Go want to break it down it. for me when, in, in more layman's terms? Yeah. I mean, TJ, TJ just you recently watched it. watched it. Yeah. What was your perspective of it coming out? I want to get your perspective. So, you watch it last night or this week? Yeah. Uh, last night, actually. So it comes at night. Off the title, you like you said, you expect something totally different going into it. You're like, oh, it. Like there's a monster yes. or something is coming for you. And... You don't really get that in the mm-hmm. film. It's like there might be something out there, but it never gives it to you. And it's like it's sort of just a subplot kind of yeah. like it's a less important thing. But what's really going on is what's in, happening in the family and in the family that they bring in. Yeah. And it, whatever it is, really has like nothing to do with the movie. So the movie opens up and they have to bury the grandfather essentially because he's infected. They yep. have to put him down. Mm-hmm. So you know there Burn is him. a real threat. Like – it's early on, it's though it's like, okay, there is a threat. They have to stay in there. Yeah. Oh, they don't go out at night. Okay, I get it. And whether or not you see the monster, you don't see the monster, like, 
because of the name of the movie, you're expecting to see exactly. a monster. Yeah. The movie then turns into, and this is, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier today, but with zombie movies and with the end of the world movies yeah. and stuff where it's not really the natural disaster or the zombie that's the threat. It's people against other people. Yeah. And zombies just happen to be like what causes it. So whatever it happened to be forced this family into seclusion. When they come across another family, it's the, it's are you going to do the morally right thing mm -hmm. and help out your neighbor or are you going to do what biology tells you to do which is protect your family Stay at all costs yeah. and do like very terrible things and that's kind of what i felt like this movie turned into yeah but it wasn't what you expected going into it yeah, yeah. i said this because earlier it's like it's just it's the two families just trying to do the right thing yeah they're both doing what's right on their side yeah mm -hmm. but it ends up with half of them Conflict. dead yeah it's like yeah so and it's that's kind of a cool story how and that's essential i mean if you look at most of history it's that way it's yeah. like everyone did what they thought was right for mm -hmm. their reasons and it usually leads to conflict yeah you're always on the good side yeah like you're doing it for your people or your family yeah. or you're doing what you think is right even if it's terrible stuff yeah. yeah so i remember what drew me to this movie initially was the trailer i remember the trailer being i think the trailer was so fantastic. well done yeah mm -hmm. and great actor i mean this is more of a oh, well-named yeah. cast yeah and um yeah i don't th i never really got the. I, I never really thought it was something i just i mean it was a sickness is really yeah. what it was it, it seemed like there was more like well, a, it's apocalyptic in the show it seemed like it was more of a sickness yeah the title makes it think like it's a monster something yeah, right, that's the right. thing i wonder is it a monster though or is it just the disease i don't I'm, really know i feel like it's just the disease because like, there was a scene though where like how does the door just keep getting unlocked and like then the, there's like a scene where right, a, right. the bloody dog returns and it was like brutally battered and you think like oh like a monster must have done that or something. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. really know. And like, why else would they not go out at night? Is it just because it's dangerous? I figured it was like because they're afraid of a thing, not just yeah. the disease you're, lurking. In the you're not wrong for like, because if you look at it without the title and without expectation, mm -hmm. it's a well done movie with suspense and a lot right. of good storytelling. Yeah. But if you go in being like, okay, like it comes at night what's going to come at night and then you never see something come at night yeah you do feel let down like that's not what i was expecting so mm -hmm. as cool as the name was i almost think it kind of hurt it almost yeah. going like it was almost too yeah. good of a name for for the type of movie yeah it could be part of the 44 percent of viewers i think, I, I think it's, <laughs> yeah. that's like, most of it i think yeah because they just i mean we talked about this like we said on another podcast but with the wide releases everybody wants to be told what's happening mm -hmm. I am one that does not like that. I like walking out of movies and creating my own kind of thesis on it and making the story up in my head. Whereas then you can have, you know, we can talk about it as opposed to like, oh yeah, it was just that. That was cool. So to me, what makes a great movie is walking out with questions and forming your own opinions about it. So, so I feel like I might know what your answer is going to be, but I think it is time to pit these two movies against each other. In round one, what do you guys got? Lady Bird v. It Comes at Night, starting with you, Brandon. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have to go Lady Bird just because I'm more – as much as I love movies where I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I love movies that I can really just relate to in mm -hmm. a way and – I just love stories. Yeah. I'm very story driven. Granted, they are both great stories. But I think Ladybird, if I'm gonna rewatch something, it's Ladybird for yeah. sure. 
How about you, TJ? I will go with Lady Bird as well. There, it's hard because they're such different movies. Yeah, but that's also why it's fun because oh, like, absolutely. And the next one we're gonna do is another coming of age story. Yeah, you know? it's and really another fun. yeah, thriller. <laughs> and it's just like I th- I think we're sensing a theme with a twenty four movies. Yeah, yep. this side of the spectrum or that side of the spectrum. Yeah, but Lady Bird was just done <clears throat> so well, and It Comes at Night was also done well. But yeah, if I'm gonna go back to one, it's gonna be Lady Bird. I just enjoyed that film so much. Yeah, but it comes down to it when movies like movie fans are watching movies and you're pitting one against another one like it doesn't mean one is any worse just because oh, yeah, you absolutely. like one better oh, of course. Uh, and I think They're that Lady Bird I mean Lady Bird really tapped into something that culturally really right. took off for 2017 yeah I mean every movie is up here for a reason so yeah, it's, we're not hating on any we're just saying yeah I think Lady Bird is the one that kind of shines through on this one yeah i think at first watch ladybird was something that i walked out of being like that was a really fun movie yeah. and if i were to sit down and pick one to rewatch again it would also be ladybird right and it's an easy watch yeah sure. it's an easy fun watch and um something about like it comes at night when you've seen it like there's not much rewatchability factor to it you know there's yeah. not much mystery True. storytelling or i mean whatever. now talking about it i wish i had watched it again recently but um just to get some I, of the details yeah you know? i do want to go rewatch that one Please do, because I want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. We are doing Green Room versus Spectacular Now. It's the last one of this podcast. Um, I'm going to quickly go... It's not the last one. The next is going to be the next one. Oh, I guess we are. (laughs) The last (laughs) new episodes for this one. The new shows for this one. So, uh, Green Room, 90% Rotten Tomatoes, 75% audience. Budget of $5 million estimated. Another limited release made about 90000 on its opening weekend. About $3 million um, in its overall release. This really feels like a cult classic in the making mm. based on like the early numbers and the expectation. And um, unfortunately the star Anton Yelchin rest in peace. Uh, young actor died way too soon. It was his last, right? I think this was yeah. his last yeah. movie that he last starred in. Feature. And then he might've had a, a star Trek movie come out after this, but he yeah, filmed yeah, it. This is the last one he filmed. Um, and the quick synopsis, a band straying into a secluded part of the Pacific Northwest stumbles onto a horrific act of violence because they are the only witness. They become the targets of a terrifying gang of skinheads who want to make sure all the evidence is eliminated. I I know that's accurate, but it doesn't seem like it does this movie justice. No, there's so much more. It's This movie stands out to me so much because it was the first one that I can remember where you're watching it and you think it's one movie. It feels like one movie and it feels like a very good version of that movie. Um learning about the friends, learning about them hanging out, going, yeah. being a band. And you think, okay, what is this going to happen? And when they get trapped in this neo-Nazi camp and there's this one moment where his hand gets cut off yeah. and it's like, not all the way. Though. Holy <laughs> so that, crap. When that happened, watching? that's the point. Where, Cause like I expected him to come back with like some cuts or yes. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. Yes. I was like, holy crap. Like, they mean business. I was like, this oh, is they, what we're getting yeah. into. They want to kill these people. And it's just like, what movie? Yeah. Like, yeah. what type of movie am I watching? I didn't realize what I had signed up for. I know. Seriously. And it get, like, it's getting intense and a little intense. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, this is getting heated. And then when he pulls back his arm and you see it and you're just, oh, you're like, it just <laughs> yes. hits you super hard because you're hard. really not expecting yeah, it. Yeah, because it feels like I'm watching a PG-13 movie or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's and like, then whoa, hard the R. switch to R. Yeah. Yeah, yeah initially I was like, just give him the gun and you guys can leave. You know, like I thought it was just like, okay, just work together. Be, like he's just wanting you to leave. And then that happened. I'm like, okay, they don't want them to yeah. just leave. 
They're not fucking around. What made this movie very creepy? Because I remember putting it on and I was going to do some like editing at the time. So it was just kind of on in the background. And then, mm. then it, that happened. I was like, whoa, I got, I, I got to see what's like Hold full up. attention yeah. at this right. point. Um, what made it really creepy? And we talked about this when we were talking about Hereditary on another podcast. I still think about it later on. And this is one of those few horror type genre movies that feels very plausible. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it was it I, like it, I was wondering the whole time, like, is this does this happen? Like this has to I this has to happen somewhere. Yeah, because it's it's like stumbling into the gang world yeah. or a drug war where people yeah. do gruesome and things to sh- each other, but like I, innocent kids that are like weighing over their heads. Maybe want to do gig, like you know? research yeah. on like neo Nazism and just kind of see what they're all, like that is brutal. They won't let people leave without killing them. Well the only reason they killed that late the girl because she was going to run away yeah because oftentimes in a movie like this it starts off because someone does something stupid yeah so while you're watching it even if you're scared you kind of tell yourself well i would never do that stupid thing yeah right they didn't do anything they just they were stumbled just into a room trying to play a with, game. A, with someone that had just been stabbed they didn't do shit and they witnessed yeah. a murder and yeah. they're on this compound and they're like oh you've seen this murder like you guys can't go now now yeah. we have to kill you yeah oh. and it's like <laughs> like there's really no way out of that because they're just yeah. like because you're like i'm not gonna anything. tell anybody just let me go all we want to do is leave yeah, so the plausibility of it it's very is, is believable enough to where it, it really sticks with you. Yeah. And the way it was done where it's just like a movie where they're kind of getting stuck, it's annoyed, and then it's like, oh, this is turning into like yeah. a slasher movie almost. It really is. And you have no idea what's going to happen next. No. That's the thing that like kept me. I'm like – like, cause I can make a decent prediction with some movies. Totally. Like, oh, you, it's gonna you happen. Feel the beats coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you said, you thought he was gonna come back and have cut on his yeah. hand and be like, oh, they're not letting you him leave. But it was no like, no idea. Oh, no, it's like. And also, when they the dogs were released and like just three people died, like there, and I'm like, right. When they all came out and they all just started dying right away, I'm like, like yeah. I thought it was is... just gonna. They were all just gonna die, and the movie was gonna be over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have no idea what's gonna happen yeah. at any time. There was yeah. like four points in the movie where this never happens, but I was like, I was like, oh. They're not getting out of this scene. No, like, yeah. not, like that guy's dead, I, and then the guy was that you think was going to die sure. first ends up not dying. I know? was for sure that they were all just going to die, yeah. and it would be over. Yeah, I would have kind of early liked, on, and then it's going to just follow like the mm, neo Nazis right, for another right. hour and a half. Or so something. many I, moments. I kind of would have liked that, but at the same time, like yeah, I just there's so many times where I'm like, I know what's going to happen, yeah. and just they flip a 180, and it's like. You think you would have get like gotten it, but I kept thinking like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. Yeah. But there's one scene where a dude comes out with a shotgun and just shoots at someone, and then he just gets macheted in the neck. I'm <laughs> like, who, who does that? Like, what movie is this? This was it the hardest movie, movie to get someone yeah. to watch without telling them anything about. Like, yeah. I think I'm trying to tell you guys to watch it, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't want to tell yeah. you anything about it other than watch it, and then we can talk. Because it if was... I tell you. If I tell you why it's good, it ruins why it's good. It was way brutal. I remember when it first was dropping, and I remember watching the trailer, and I was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. And re-watching it, I'm like, the trailer doesn't know justice, really. Because the trailer but, made it look yeah. kind of cheesy. Like a, but it that's, sounded that's what cheesy. I thought, Because too. if the trailer showed you how dramatic it was, you loses all of its effect. Right. I almost wish the, tra- the, the trailer wouldn't have explained as much as it did. Because it did say, oh, okay, they're in, a, they're in a room, they have to get out. That's yeah. really what the trailer told me. Yeah, and I was, I was like, like oh, oh, okay. that just kind of sounds cheesy. But after watching it, it's yeah. not just I that. wish they would have explained less. It's so much more. Exactly. In the trailer, I so I would have been intrigued. Not this is why I feel know. like it's set up to be a cult classic because it's very word – like it, if you it know a very, friend that yeah. likes movies, you're like, oh, check out that movie. I don't want to tell you anything. Right. And I think that's why it struggled – 
in the box office, but mm -hmm. couldn't really stand out because this is... It's an interesting one, too, because it is a thriller, and there's not a huge story. It's not very story-driven. It's just kind of like these people fall into a neo-Nazi camp, and yeah. they have to get but out. It's, like it's a real. slasher film. It is a slasher. And disguised as, like, a plausible... Mm -hmm. Like very, this could happen. To you, very like, realistic yeah. Thrasher film. Yeah, and I like yeah. when I go back to Drive when we talk about that. When like he got his head in in the yeah. elevator, it's it's so brutal because it's realistic. It does. Yeah. And like he, the when knife he pulls in Ex Machina out of the door, when he backs into the knife, hanging there. Yeah. And I, I, that really did hit me too because I'm just thinking like, oh man, like like that's that felt he's real. He's never gonna play guitar again. He's, I thought he, <laughs> I was like he's dying. Like yeah. he's the first one to go. Yeah. Is in my head. I was like, there's no way he's getting out of this. Just randomly, I'm. I remember then he started duct taping and I was like, just put a shirt on underneath. I don't just put straight duct tape on it. That would have hurt so, so bad. This is the like this plays into that because you're looking at it and you're immediately thinking like what oh, I would do in that situation. Yeah. I would yeah. take my and shirt that, off at least. I and can put it always on. talk myself out of that in certain movies because yeah. you're like, this is implausible. But yeah. I, I know we keep it harping is, on that. It is. But yeah. in my mind, I'm like, would I duct tape it or would I wrap it up or would I like what would I do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. His reaction was perfect too. He's just sitting I there know. crying. He's like I would shock. probably yeah. do the He's same shock. thing. Yeah. yeah, big time. He didn't oversell it or anything. He's just in oh, shock. And then yeah. when it's she like gutted action. him, gutted the other guy that oh, was the box cutter. Yeah. I would have done it in the first place though. <laughs> I would be like, just I was saying in my head, just slit his his wrist. <laughs> And then she just goes yeah, through the gut. Oh, yeah, dude. it's brutal. So you time. nailed it. There's very like it's not about story. It's basically taking the tropes of slasher movie, but putting it in Making a scenario where real. you're like, oh, like they're doing all the things that you might actually do, mm -hmm. yeah. versus like, oh, why are you running like down into the basement mm -hmm. when the front door is open? And, yeah. the, and there's do dumb stuff. All, they all and keep, they like they forget the gun on have, the table. Yeah, and it's here they're stuff. like, like they're just and they also the have their morals because in the beginning, like you think. Oh, just shoot the guy. But you don't know how bad they are. If like, you're in, you don't real, know the if level you're in real life, you, <laughs> you don't, don't want to shoot no. people. You're avoiding yeah. shooting them. Yeah, until, like that's yeah. the last thing you want to do. I'm not going to shoot a it guy. It hasn't escalated to that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, this guy's exactly. just like. Really, you've just been like locked in a room. Yeah, like, at with this, point. this like, big guy. Like, I just want to get out. Like, yeah. I don't, don't want any trouble. Yeah. Seriously. Very good stuff. All right. Moving on. Spectacular now. Probably the exact opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. Another coming of age story with. Uh, a great cast. Miles Teller, Shailene Woodley, Kyle Chandler, to name a few. I think Brie Larson is also in this for a little while. Yep. Um, Sutter Keeley lives in the now. It's a good place for him. A high school senior, charming and self-possessed. He's the life of the party everywhere he goes. Loves his job at a men's clothing store. Has no plans for the future. A budding alcoholic. He's never far from his supersized whiskey fortified Thirstmaster cup. But after dumped by his girlfriend, Sutter gets drunk and wakes up on the lawn with Amy Finicky hovering over him. She's a different girl she's the nice girl who reads science she's fiction and doesn't girl. have a boyfriend while amy has dreams of a future sutter lives in present delusion of spectacular now yet somehow they're drawn together it's a rom-com minus the calm it's another coming of age story and it's starring two people who are just future movie stars oh yeah uh, well, miles teller is like already there you know? miles teller no, was there both, shaley yeah. woodley's there yeah and this is like a younger version just, of themselves mm -hmm. what did you guys think of this movie what was your initial reactions when seeing it i loved it i thought it yeah. was so like so good there's nothing it was it was pretty surface level yeah but like they did it in one of the best ways possible. It like made you feel good in the end, and it's just like I enjoyed that, and I'd rewatch it. And it's like I think about that, like you say, when you come out of the theater and you like don't think about it, and that's the end. I think about that movie. I mm -hmm. liked it a lot, and it just hit a lot of good points. And 
again, it kind of it was pretty real realistic. Like I could see that thing those hap those things happening, and it just it summed up high school pretty well too. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. It's probably it, well, it's not the first A twenty four one I saw, but it is one of their their first. So I I remember yeah, seeing 2003, it 2013 release date. I remember seeing it at Camel View when Camel View is the small Camel one. View Camel yeah, View back Camel in the day. View Camel View and that was when I was like oh wow like I I want to say that was one of the first that I saw at Camel View I don't know but I remember thinking like oh indie movies are are rad yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> because it it's set up to be like a typical oh, such a cheesy typical thing. cheesy like ABC Family movie yeah. yeah. But it hones it back and it makes it like very realistic and mm -hmm. and and has those dark undertones to it to where you can yeah relate like, to it and not just be like oh this is just another typical dumb teenage movie yeah. yeah the difference between like the the I mean we have a lot of names for it but like the Hollywood versus the independent movies it's the most common kind of like differentiator it's like yeah an independent movie can have a lot going on in it. And, and they can the go wherever has they like want. like a three-act play. Yeah. Right. Just like three things happen with an arc and And, and they have to be big, substantial things. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it has to be a specific thing. But like the independent stories always feel like like it doesn't have to be a major arc or major mm -hmm. turn. It's just like, oh, like because, maybe they don't end up together. Yeah. Or like that's real. Or like Because that's what life is. It's yeah, not a like, bunch of it's not three it's not a giant things. Marry your first boyfriend no. or something. And like it's, it's Life oh, does sometimes just suck. Exactly. Yep. And and making movies about that doesn't appeal to everyone but if the movies are well done mm -hmm. it's just it's very easy to appreciate yeah. and yeah. this is another one where this is, again was one of their earlier ones but mm -hmm. the theme of it is it just it tells a very nice story yeah and it seems realistic because yeah. things happen and then something's happened but it doesn't like just because something happened doesn't mean it has to come back in the third act exactly. and be the tipping point of the whole movie yep. just sometimes things are just are what they are mm -hmm. it's a very straightforward driving it's almost mm -hmm. like one of those where almost like Lady Bird, where not much happens. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously a lot happens, but it feels like not a lot happens. Yeah. And it's almost like... So let me ask you guys, was I had a trouble re-watching this movie. When I first saw it, I really liked it. Um, one of the things where I didn't really know what I was getting into, and it's like, oh, well done movie. I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. Rewatching it, having an idea of what happened, I just... 20 minutes into it, I'm just like, this guy's a loser. <laughs> like, he does, like he's just a loser. Yeah. And it was kind of hard to... He's not a likable guy. No. No. And it's it's interesting. I'm curious if you guys had rewatched it or talking about rewatching it. Does that impact you? Or maybe things change a little bit when, when I'm closer to having multiple children than I am to being in high school. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like how you... How you view the world changes impacts how you view movies. It's always easier, I've found, to rewatch a movie with somebody that hasn't seen it. So, like, my girlfriend hasn't seen a lot of movies. So, I love rewatching their eyes a little bit. Yeah, like, check out this movie. I really like it. And then I'll rewatch it. And I do remember when we were watching it at first, she's like, this is just, I don't know if I like it that much. It's yeah. kind of cheesy. Like, she could almost, she's like, I can almost predict what's yeah, happening. She can, yeah, she thinks but, she can see through it. Right. But then it kind of like, took a turn and she was like oh okay i didn't expect that mm -hmm. afterwards she was like I, I 
I liked it, but I'm not sure if I liked it that much. Yeah. And I, I kind of almost felt the same way. I was just kind of like, yeah, it was it was good. It's, it's not super it's rewatchable. Like it almost is good because it exceeds your expectations. Like you said, it was the first independent movie you saw at Camelview and thought, whoa, independent movies are dope. And it was because I had no idea what it yeah. was. I turned it on and was like, oh, it, I think I watched it on like Apple TV because it popped up. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, those are the types of movies that I'll, I'll watch yeah. usually on my own or something because they're not as exciting and came over and was like oh that was a really pleasant experience yeah <laughs> then going back and rewatching it it was like i don't really want to watch this whole thing yeah. there's nothing against the movie right, so to right. Speak. it was just like how i perceived it changed yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. so it was my first time watching it um for this bracket and re-watching it i want to i want to rewatch it cool. especially because like now that you say that i want to try and like get it yeah but first time watching it i thought it was that type of movie just done the best way it could have been done mm-hmm. and like in a hollywood version like so many like he would have cheated on her and like there's so many things that are so predictable but like no it's just more real life and i don't know i really enjoyed that and i i thought it was great i don't know that's yeah. kind of what really know. helps it is the they're both like phenomenal actors you fall oh, yeah. like you shailene like, woodley is is gonna be like one of the biggest stars yeah. there's a, yeah like She's, you said earlier there's a lot of big names that are yeah and as much of a loser as miles teller plays in that like in high school you knew someone who was him or it oh, seems yeah. like he's playing himself like not to throw him under the yeah. no, but it like did. he's like it seems like yeah like he's just that was kinda, him yeah, i mean like he pulled off of, that that character really well it's yeah. super believable it's one of those where i think this is the first time i saw him and now i just picture him as that so I've got a I've got a movie trope pet peeve I gotta throw out to you. It's one of my favorite segments that we sometimes bring up on Renzo Rewind. But the concept so like sometimes if you see people at a bar and you're like, you have to know that the guy's drunk. So he'll be at the bar and there'll be like nineteen empty shot glasses in front of them. But if you've ever been to a bar, you use the same shot glass over and over again. Or they so just you, give you a new one and take the exactly. other one. Exactly. It's never actually there. You're right. like, hey, give me a beer. They're gonna say, What beer do you want? Yeah. The other Give one is beer. like they the always alcoholic always has a flask. Yeah. And it's like, listen, I don't want to sound like I'm an alcoholic, but flasks don't actually hold that much alcohol. You can't get drunk off a flask. And real alcoholics <laughs> have like bottles hidden everywhere. Yeah. But there's something to be said about either it's like I thought that too. You have to do it in the movie. It's like a trope yeah. you can't get around, or it's someone who doesn't know an alcoholic or doesn't right, drink that much right, right. writes it in there. That's because and I. And I I remember thinking that like when they went to prom, they had two flasks and like, that's not going to get you drunk. Like you're just going to, I don't know. <laughs> unless it's, unless I, I you're agree. like, like drinking in the parking lot on the way in. Right. And that's unless just you have the bottle there. in your car yeah. too and you just keep refilling it. But, but it's but. like the, the flask trope because they're really hard to fill. Yeah. They're annoying. Yeah, they're they spill everywhere. It's like they get sticky. Like the concept. <laughs> you need a of funnel. Is, yeah. <laughs> the idea of it is so much cooler than like the yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah. But that's just me nitpicking, and I'm glad I'm not alone. There. I like that. I, yeah. Um, anything to add before we pit these two movies up against each other? Um, no. Okay. Green Room v Spectacular. Now, TJ, TJ we'll start with you this time. Who do you got the winner? Off the first watch, I want to go with Spectacular now. Interesting. Cool. I think it's mostly, I don't know. I love the actors in Green Room too, but I'm such a huge Miles Teller fan. Okay. And I thought he was so good in that movie. Yeah. And I'm excited to rewatch it. Maybe off of second. I feel like the rewatchability, like I'll probably be rewatching Green Room like 20 years from now still, Um, but maybe not Spectacular now because I think the story might get old as you rewatch it. 
but green room brought something new to the table for sure and spectacular now has been done before this was just a very this was like the best version of it mm-hmm. yeah. and it was it was different than like the hollywood version which is the yeah. only only other i think version i've seen so it's like seeing that was just so refreshing and, and i'm that's like what i mean it's kind of like a rom-com without the calm where the typical rom-com you feel like it's going in this way and then it's like mm-hmm. oh it's more of like a romantic drama mm-hmm. yeah and and, and it's but not it's a typical real, story. Yeah. it's not yeah. a typical storyline it doesn't follow mm-hmm. a typical structure yeah yeah which is enjoyable which has yeah. you know it's really it has a lot of realism in it but it's still lighthearted, you know and i don't know i just thought they did it really well yeah so i'm I gonna like go that, with that 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 mentality too because i'd be very interested to see how something like green room holds up over the years yeah mm-hmm. for sure brandon what do you got oh uh, so i mean initially i wanted to go with the spectacular now just because i it has a special place kind of to me yeah um but after watching Green Room, I have to go with Green Room. Cool. Just because, you know, like you said, it is so different. I mean, there's not a lot of movies out there like this. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very realistic thriller or slasher. Yeah. And I'm just imagining, like, finding myself in that situation. I I probably handle it in a worse way than they yeah, did. you would have died. I would have died right <laughs> away. But at the same time, it's, yeah, it's one of those that you can connect with in a different way than the spectacular. You can connect with both, both, yeah. both obviously, but mm-hmm. green room for me. Well, this is awesome. This is exciting. I'm excited to be the tiebreaker. Yes. Uh, based on what I've already said, it's probably not going to be a surprise, <laughs> yeah. but just talking about this and the excitement that I had discussing green room with you and seeing kind of your point of view is like, for me, it is green room beating spectacular. Now it's one of those movies. I'm not a thriller fan. I'm not a horror movie fan. But I really like this movie, and that tells mm-hmm. me a lot if I'm liking a movie that's, like, against a genre that I'm a fan yeah. of. Yeah, that's kind of where I was coming from because Spectacular Now is what I like, but this type, this movie I was better. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, it, and again, like it holds we said, up. it doesn't mean Spectacular Now is any less good for any reason. Exactly. What I'm a big fan of are when movies bring something new to the table. Absolutely. Because I think it's really hard to do. Yeah. And this movie definitely did that, and I think it's going to be copied more and more and we kind of like hereditary almost had some of that to it where you don't totally know what the movie is at first yeah. until it becomes until the end. a whole other movie yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm yeah. excited about that one so green room moving on to the next round all right so we are going to be throwing green room up against ladybird we've already done most of the talking about the movies is there anything new to add before we vote on them i think at this point we can just kind of jump in yeah so I would just say, if we're talking about movies and we're ranking them and moving them on to the final round, things that matter, what's most important to you, tell me a little bit about like what makes a movie in your ranking list before we before yeah. we pick these winners. Because there's rewatchability, but sometimes there's a movie that's so good, but just because of the type of movie it is or what it's about, doesn't mm-hmm. make it as rewatchable, but it doesn't mean it's any less of a good movie. When you're thinking about this, what matters most to you as far as like making the best movie list? So initially when I think of A24, I think of great story and I think of different, if that makes sense. So Green Room, definitely different. Not a huge story, but different enough to where, like we said, you can really put yourself in that situation and it it holds true to being human. Lady Bird, fantastic story. Mm -hmm. And like I said, easily rewatchable can connect with it very easily anybody can so that's kind of where where i look as far as ranking stuff so for me when the ranking goes like rewatchability is a big factor um for me Mm -hmm. and it just 
one of the bigger factors is like how do I like feel when I come out of it? Mm-hmm. Like, am I questioning like in things a, in it's a like, dead heat yeah you'd like to be feeling pleasant versus unpleasant yeah like I, I, but all things considered mm-hmm. but sometimes you kind of enjoy feeling I, unpleasant sure, yeah. i'm yeah. sure you do yeah. after after you walk out I of a like movie coming out of a movie f- having a feeling of like man that was stressful or like yeah. what the fuck like that to me is a good movie yeah. oh yeah one that you can just that takes your emotion and you're just completely engulfs you yeah, cause as you're watching, agreed. if you think about how hard that is to do to to get people to feel mm-hmm. some, I mean, it sounds yeah. very cheesy to say, but like to create a product that gets someone to feel a certain way, it's a talent. It's really difficult, yeah. Yeah. and Especially, sometimes feeling bad isn't a bad thing. Like, no, it's it great. It, you it, you it want start conversation like yeah. great art always has. You want to evoke emotion. Mm-hmm. That's like the mm-hmm. number one goal. I also think it's a lot easier to make you feel happy and please like you can just watch a puppy video on youtube and you come out feeling like that but actually feeling like deep down stressed and like just a feeling not well it's a hard thing to do it feels like an event more yeah exactly like Like, something on the background something happened something actually happened to you and it's like but if you're just flipping through your phone you know you smile at a lot of things yeah so yeah, that's what, <laughs> okay. No, those are great points. So, do you guys what have you, a winner of these of these two? Well, movies? let me ask. Let me flip that on you. What do you What do you yeah, look what's, for? What do you value? What are you looking at? So, I've, it's like a lot of different things, and it's more like subjective than objective. It's more of like an art than a science. Um, yeah, just, I because I'm a big person that gets influenced by knowing too much going into a movie. So there's always like I think I'm biased when I don't know anything and I'm really surprised about a movie. Yeah. So. I had heard Lady Bird was really good and I was excited so to you see went it. Into it knowing and it was I good. went in and I was like, that was an awesome movie. Like I loved it. I went into the green room, not knowing <sighs> anything, anything about, about it. it and was like completely shocked with just how, how insane mm-hmm. of an experience that it was. Yeah. So maybe I feel stronger towards that because the unexpectedness helps when mm-hmm. it, to no fault of Lady Birds, right. for example. It's just, yeah. How yeah. You feel it's kind of the same way for me. I've, I've heard Lady Bird's great by multiple people. Yeah. And I went in thinking that, you know, Green Room, I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally get what you're saying about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then a lot of it's just like rewatchability and like how much time goes by before you want to watch a movie again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about like Hereditary, which we just saw which was super intense originally i was like that was cool i can't wait to watch that again in a year but i need to like digest that or whatever but then as we talked about it, i was like you know what i probably kind of want to see it sooner because it's more i want to dissect yeah um with something like this like i don't i'm not in a hurry to see green room anytime soon it wasn't i don't feel like i missed a clue here or there yeah Yeah. um it was such an ordeal where it still sits with me where Ladybird, like, I don't totally remember what happens to it at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So I could rewatch and be like, oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and I could watch it with my wife. I could watch it with my kids, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those things come into play. But Definitely rewatchability. Again, it, yeah. like I said, it's more of an art than a science because I'll be very contradicting be yeah. throughout yeah. this entire experiment where I'll say one thing and then feel a different thing. Right, right. For sure. So who do you guys have? Ladybird versus Green Room. Let's get to it. Ooh, Who's moving on to the final four? Let's go with Brandon. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go, Ladybird. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> We've said why. everything. We've said so much about but it. Yeah, at this point. it's yeah. just one that is is very watchable, rewatchable for me. Like you said, Green Room. I'm not in any hurry to rewatch. Yeah. I definitely but highly recommend will at some yeah. point. Yeah. There's just more. I think I think Ladybird has more depth to it. 
and that's something I appreciate. Sure. So I, I got to go Lady Bird. How about you, DJ? I'm going to go with Lady Bird as well. Okay. It's, yeah, I agree. I think the characters have a, so much depth to them. If I rewatch it again, I'll just pick up on more things yeah. and really, <laughs> like, see where they're coming from. And they're like, you just kind of, I'm anxious to watch Lady Bird again. Again, I watched both of these, like, yesterday. So <laughs> as far as what, what I'm going to watch one again, again yeah. Lady Bird's going to be up first. This this experiment is already a lot of fun for the one simple reason while I, I wanted to go with Brandon first because I didn't want you to be persuaded one way or another. Right. And as I was waiting for your answer, I was realizing I could be very much persuaded <laughs> how different these movies are. Just going yeah. through, but talking, like hearing you pick one would have influenced my decision making because of just how close these movies kind of are. I was right. oh. a little bit surprised. And when I saw this list up here, I knew you guys, when the bracket went up, mm -hmm. I knew you guys hadn't seen Green Room. Yes. And Green Room was my sleeper in this thing to go pretty far. Yeah. It got pitted up against Lady Bird, which is one of like the most yeah. successful movies that A24 has ever had. And in my mind, I was thinking, I think Green Room's going to take it mm -hmm. until the more we start talking about Lady Bird. Yeah. And it's not a negative. It's not a positive. Yeah. It's just they're both like... really good movies. And I think even me, who thought Green Room was going to be in my final four, I, I'm i even persuaded to go with Lady Bird because of the death, yeah. because there's more to it. Yeah. Um, it's the surprise factor is what really got me with Green Room. But And then after that, it's mostly, it really depends on like, suspense and depends on mm -hmm. the visuals and, and not a lot on like the actual creative storytelling right it makes me curious because i just watched green room but re-watching it is it going to be is it going to feel the same or is it just going to be like that's, oh, okay that's i know what, I what happens about, like rewatchability like right. knowing what happens is right. everything in this movie exactly yep. once you know who dies when it, like, it's just like it's yeah, not okay. much of a story it's more yeah. of like um it's kind of like unlocking mm -hmm. the mystery once mm -hmm. you know the mystery it's like Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I don't want to rewatch. Yeah. I don't want to start at the beginning again. Exactly. I will say though, coming into this podcast, I was like, Lady Bird, no doubt in my mind, that's what I'm choosing. Yeah. But as we talked about Green Room, I'm like, that was so good. <laughs> and I like in my head, I'm like, do I even know what I'm gonna choose? I like, this that, is hard. I did that too. I mean, I was, I knew Spectacular Now was gonna go past Green Room, and then talking you did? about it, yeah, I was very glad. I, talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that is. I mean, so it was intense. that's worth yeah. noting. That that, yeah. that was an upset right there. Like yeah. I thought Green Room was gonna go far. It went far by beating Spectacular Now. Like that yeah. was definitely an upset. Being pitted against Lady Bird was a very tough thing. It's a very for tough it one yeah. because I don't. If we were to go through this and rank them from top to bottom. I probably will have green room ahead of some other ones that might go further. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the bracket. I mean, green room can be beat a couple of yeah, these in my I, opinion. I totally Without agree. Without spoiling yeah. our opinions on too many of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, but this has already been a fun experiment. It already feels less like homework fun. and more yeah, like Yeah, now I'm like more excited. Which, is, which I'm going <laughs> to piss you guys off now, but there's a couple of these I need to see. Yeah. But tonight I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch Lady Bird. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Worth it. Right yeah. yeah. All right. Hoff, thanks for producing. Guys, any last minute words before we move on to the next round? Um, look forward to the next uh, yeah. next watch four. the May twenty four films. So yeah. next up will be the Lobster v Disaster Artist oh. and a Most Violent Year v the Florida Project. One, that that's gonna, gonna be, be interesting. That's gonna be interesting. It's gonna for be sure. a good round, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys watch these movies. Follow along on Rensler One com. Hit us up on the Instas. Hit us up on the Facebooks. We are around and we are happy to chat about these things. Yep. yep. We will see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Later. Bye. Bye, guys. What? <laughs>